No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that in the future, Egypt will turn to the Lord, and Egypt, Iraq, and Israel will be blessed. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Isaiah chapter 19 on Simply the Bible. When you get into trouble, what do you do? When you are afraid, to whom do you turn? When Judah got into trouble with the surrounding nations, she would sometimes call out to Egypt for help. But God didn't want his people to go to Egypt for their support. He wanted them to depend upon him alone. In chapter 19, Isaiah prophesied against Egypt, showing that God would dry up the Nile. The Egyptian industry of papyrus, linen, and fishing would be ruined. God would judge Egypt because of her idolatry. And the result would be that the heart of the Egyptians would melt. Now, much of this was to show God's people that it was folly to depend upon Egypt. We continue in Isaiah chapter 19, verse 16. In that day, Egypt will be like women and will be afraid and fear because of the waving of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he waves over it. And the land of Judah will be a terror to Egypt. Everyone who makes mention of it will be afraid in himself because of the counsel of the Lord of hosts, which he has determined against it. Now, five times in the remainder of this chapter, Isaiah uses the phrase, in that day. To what day is he referring? As we observe history, we see that soon the Egyptians would join the Philistines in a battle against the Assyrians at Eltica, but that they would fall before the Assyrians. And after that battle, the Assyrian king Sennacherib would come against Jerusalem and God would defeat him with an angel slaying 185,000 Assyrian troops in one night. It is possible that that event would be the cause for Egypt to fear Judah. But this would merely be the dress rehearsal for what would happen in the future. When God defeats the Antichrist and Jesus Christ establishes his millennial kingdom in Jerusalem, Isaiah prophesies what will happen during this kingdom age when Egypt will finally abandon her idols and worship the Lord. Verse 18, In that day, five cities in the land of Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear by the Lord of hosts, one will be called the city of destruction. So great will be the respect that the Egyptians have for Judah that they will even speak the language of Canaan, probably referring to the language that the Jews speak themselves. The point is that rather than Judah turning to Egypt, as had been the problem previously, Egypt will turn to Judah. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt and a pillar to the Lord at its border. And it will be for a sign and for a witness to the Lord of hosts in the land of Egypt. For they will cry to the Lord because of their oppressors. And he will send a savior and a mighty one and he will deliver them. 
During the millennial kingdom, Egypt will construct an altar to the Lord in the center of the land and worship Yahweh. And they will construct a pillar to Yahweh at their border. They will abandon their foolish idols to serve the Lord. This will occur because the Antichrist will invade their land and then they will cry to the Lord for help. God will send the Savior, Jesus Christ, to the Valley of Megiddo to meet the Antichrist and the other nations that are gathered there. And in the Battle of Armageddon, the Lord will defeat them all. When the Egyptians are delivered, they will then worship the Lord. Verse 21. Then the Lord will be known to Egypt, and the Egyptians will know the Lord in that day, and will make sacrifice and offering. Yes, they will make a vow to the Lord and perform it. The Egyptians, who were once enemies of Israel, will worship together with Israel. Once the Lord said to the Egyptians, Let my people go. But in that day, the Egyptians and the Jews will both be his people. And the Lord will strike Egypt. He will strike and heal it. They will return to the Lord and he will be entreated by them and heal them. During the times of Moses, the Lord struck Egypt with the 10 plagues. But in the future, he will strike the Egyptians and heal them. In that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. And the Assyrian will come into Egypt and the Egyptian into Assyria and the Egyptians will serve the Assyrians. In that day, Israel will be one of three with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing in the midst of the land, whom the Lord of hosts shall bless, saying, Blessed is Egypt, my people, and Assyria, the work of my hands, and Israel, my inheritance. Now, the ancient kingdom of Assyria was in northern Mesopotamia, and it became one of the world's greatest empires. It was located in what is now northern Iraq and southeastern Turkey. During the Millennial Kingdom, there will be a highway from Egypt to the geographical location of ancient Assyria. This highway will be so that these nations may freely come to Jerusalem to worship with Israel. God will draw these three nations together to worship him. Now, false religion divides people from the truth and from one another. But true religion heals wounds between people and reconciles people to God. It is interesting that in God's blessing of these three nations, he mentions Israel last after Egypt and Assyria. In the Millennial Kingdom, there will be no more divisions or preferential treatment, but all believers and indeed all the inhabitants of the earth will worship the Lord together for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. What a glorious day that will be. We now come to chapter 20. In the year that Tartan came to Ashdod when Sargon, the king of Assyria, sent him and he fought against Ashdod and took it. Here is the setting. Now, Sargon was unknown to history until in recent times his name was found inscribed on a monument. It is interesting that when Bible skeptics deny the veracity of the Word of God, so often they are proven wrong through archaeological discoveries. Sargon reigned from 722 to 705 B.C. 
The Assyrian campaign against Ashdod, the Philistine city, took place in 711 B.C. For the previous four years, Egypt had been unsettling the western Palestinian states with promises of aid should they rise against Assyria, leading to Ashdod's ultimate rebellion. As a consequence, Assyria deposed the king of Ashdod and put another in his place. Ashdod was reduced and became an Assyrian province, and Egypt, true to form, reneged on its promises. Verse 2, At the same time, the Lord spoke by Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saying, Go and remove the sackcloth from your body and take your sandals off your feet. And he did so, walking naked and barefoot. Isaiah's sign was intended to show the futility of Judah trusting in Egypt, for Egypt would soon be humiliated. Now, Bible scholars are divided on whether Isaiah went about literally naked for three years. Because this was so shameful, many think that Isaiah merely removed the sackcloth that he had been wearing as a sign of mourning and went about in a loincloth. But the Hebrew word does mean naked. The point of this demonstration really was to show the people what would happen to Egypt and Ethiopia in the days to come. Then the Lord said, Just as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and a wonder against Egypt and Ethiopia, so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians as prisoners and the Ethiopians as captives, young and old, naked and barefoot, with their buttocks uncovered to the shame of Egypt. Then they shall be afraid and ashamed of Ethiopia, their expectation, and Egypt, their glory. And the inhabitant of this territory will say in that day, Surely such is our expectation wherever we flee for help to be delivered from the king of Assyria. And how shall we escape? You see, as Isaiah had uncovered himself for three years, so the Egyptians and Ethiopians were going to be led captive into Assyria shamefully with their buttocks exposed. And those nations that had put their trust in Egypt and Ethiopia to deliver them from the Assyrians would be afraid and ashamed of trusting in man rather than in the Lord who had warned them and then brought it all to pass. Now we know later on that Hezekiah was afraid of Sennacherib when he saw what the Assyrian king did to other nations, but he resisted the temptation to turn to Egypt for help, probably due to Isaiah's influence. The application for us is that God does not want us looking to the world for help. He does not want us to lean on the arm of flesh. When our children were young, if they got hurt, I didn't want them going to the parent down the street. I wanted them to come to me. I wanted to be the one who would cleanse and bandage their wounds and nurse them back to health. If they needed advice on how to handle a situation, I didn't want them getting counsel from somebody else. I wanted them to ask me. Likewise, God wants to be the one to whom we turn. That is why we read in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. We shouldn't lean on our own understanding or on the world or the arm of flesh. Rather, we should trust in the Lord with all our heart. 2 Peter 1.3 says that his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Knowing that he gives us all that we need, why would we turn someplace else? Let's close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, that you are so gracious and a God who is willing to hear the cry of your people. Lord, we pray that as we come into situations that are beyond us, that we don't know how to handle, that that confuse us or bewilder us or make us afraid. I pray, Father, that we would not look to the arm of flesh, not look to others, but really seek you with all of our heart and call upon your name for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Tomorrow we will see where Isaiah prophesies against Babylon, Edom, and Arabia. In the case of Babylon, this foreshadows the destruction of the present world system. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Isaiah on Simply the Bible.